Live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet reminiscing about HomestarRunner.com. HomestarRunner.net. It's .com. That has got to be true this week. The Noobs and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Tripp and Corbin. And we're the Noobs. And this is the podcast that sometimes strays off topic talking about things like Homestar Runner while introducing a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and then discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And two sons who haven't. Welcome, guys, to episode 32, covering season three, episode six, The Lazarus Experiment. This is the one where the doctor leaves Martha behind because she's not replacing Rose. Just kidding. He was going to leave, but something strange is happening. A guy on the telly said he's going to change what it means to be human, and boy does he. He invents immortality and freakishly large scorpion people. Now he has to suck the life force from everyone to survive the doctor, and the doctor doesn't like that. The doctor works out an inspired way to use hypersonic sound waves to destabilize the cell structure, then a metagenic program to manipulate the coding in the protein strands. Basically, he makes a loud noise that makes him fall to his death. Then the doctor takes Martha home because she's not replacing Rose. But she really wants to go, so he's like, okay. So Smith and Jones leave right as Martha's mom leaves a voicemail. She's learned some things about the doctor. He's dangerous. The end. Dangerous. <laughs> dangerous too? Guys, this is story number three. <laughs> story number 183. Originally airing uh, May 5th, 2007, to 6.19 million viewers. Oh, man, that's even further down than last week. Last yeah. week was 6.69 and 6.96, yeah. right? I think it was 7 point something as overall. Total maybe. overall? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I get the feeling as as the years go by, uh, the, the viewership gets more and more complicated because you have more and more people like watching it yeah. streaming the next day and stuff and there's, like that. there's always some like some BBR I can't remember what it is I think it's B-A-R-B repeat or something okay and this time it was like 0.93 million people <laughs> yeah so there's like overnight and third day and repeat and online and anyways so at any rate, uh, viewership seems to be dwindling a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, this episode was written by Stephen Greenhorn and directed by Richard Clark, but more importantly, it starred Mark Gaddis in the role of Lazarus. Mark Gaddis was the, uh, let's see, now help me out, Gorman, was he the writer or director previously? He was a director, right? Director. Writer? I think it was... Your director. note says he did the Unquiet Dead and the Idiot's Lantern. Does that mean I he... think that was director. Okay, he was the director those for were... those two. Oh, yeah. I think. Don't quote me on that. Uh, well, then your next note says during Stephen Moffat's time as showrunner, Gaddis was the only writer other than Moffat himself to write a script for every season. So yeah, I guess he was a writer. <laughs> yeah, I guess I was a writer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, he also has uh, played in uh, the. Our, one of our favorite crossover shows, Sherlock, where we've had a lot of uh, a lot of mix and match with our actors and writers there. Um, he has written for Sherlock, but then more importantly, he plays Sherlock's brother, whose name is completely escaping me. Do you remember now? Mycroft. Mycroft. Yeah, Mycroft. Thank you. Um, he played uh, Mycroft Holmes, or plays, because I, I think technically I think that show is still going. I don't know if they're, they've got anything new um, coming up soon, but... Uh, I hope so. It's a good show. Uh, he's also been in Game of Thrones, Thunderbirds Are Go, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and a lot of other stuff dating back to 1993. And that is both in terms of actor and writer. This guy is just kind of like mm -hmm. all over the place. 
So uh, recognizable face when you see him, kind of like quintessentially British, I would say. Just you look at him and he's like, you put him in a lineup with like Rowan Atkinson and other guys like that. It's just saying, uh, yeah, Rowan that, Atkinson. Uh, Mr. Bean. <laughs> Y'all know Mr. Bean, right? No. What? Y'all know who Mr. Bean is. You just don't know by the name. Who's Mr. Bean? He's yeah. I'll 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 catch you up later. He's a he's kind of a just a silly character. Doesn't really talk much at all. On what? Um, on Mr. Bean. <laughs> it's his own show. He's got movies that he's done, older stuff, but he's got some newer stuff. Lots Never of fun. Never heard of him. Uh, you'll probably recognize him when I show him. You'll be like, oh, that guy, because you've probably only seen him like in clips and things. But anyways. Um, and then we had um, Lady Thaw played by Thelma Barlow. Anything interesting about her, Corbin? I was trying to remember who she was. I was just I, looking, I feel like I've seen her in like a million things. I was just looking her up. She has done a lot of things, but the only one I recognize is David Copperfield. David Copperfield. Okay. So at any she's rate, done a lot. Yeah, she's she's been in a ton of stuff. Um, again, one of those recognizable faces. One of those ones where you go, what, what have I seen her in? <laughs> so. Yeah. Great, great character actress there. So, uh, miscellaneous trivia: the set piece for the uh, the the transformational blender of the Lazarus machine, the Lazarus uh, genetic manipulation device, is actually the redecorated descent capsule from the Impossible Planet slash the Satan Pit. So, what what was the descent castle, uh, capsule? The thing that took them like ten miles underground to where the uh, Thingamabob was. Oh. Oh, yeah. Just random thing. Okay. So they just took that and slapped some new stickers on it and said, now it's a transformational, mutational, genetic <laughs> splicer. I guess okay. sounds like what I used to do with old boxes. That's right. Reuse your stuff. Reuse your stuff. Um, we did have the... Um, we, we kept noticing... Corbin pointed it out last week during the next time clip, he was like, wait a minute, pause it, run it back. That looked like Gallifreyan. And I was like, that's close, but not really. And as it turns out, um, the insignia for Lazarus Labs or the Lazarus Project or whatever, the sort of like circle with a bunch of circles in it, uh, that is, it's kind of Gallifreyan-ish. Like it's not necessarily Gallifreyan language, but it does show up again. Um, and we are we are going to see that again in connection with some Gallifreyan stuff. Okay. I think I've seen it. We've seen that before on somewhere. Oh really? Um, you recognize yeah. it from something? Yeah, it was on Doctor Who, but I don't remember. Like I don't remember where it was. Some like sticker, some poster somewhere. But I, don't I would remember. not be surprised at all if that if it was I, something that we've seen. Uh, I've seen it and like pointed it out before. I think it was on some door, and I pointed it out before. And you're like, and eh, nah, probably not. <laughs> Sounds like me. Our special effects: we had uh, costumes and makeup. We had the, um, the, the the doctor in a bow tie. That's what I want to point out. <laughs> doctor in a bow tie. All right. Okay. And uh, and Martha said he kind of had a James Bond vibe going, and he was like, "Oh, really? All right." I'm surprised he didn't work in some kind of line about like how he knew the real James Bond or something crazy like that. I know, right? Yeah, great. Um, you know, like, yeah, this is his suit. Uh, but uh, the the costume that I was thinking about, uh, our costumes and makeup, was Lazarus as an old man. Um, we talked yeah. about how uh, you know how did Corbin? What did you say? Something like, how did they make him look that young? 
or something. And well, I was like, I was no, saying, it's the other way around. No, I was saying, like, how did they make him look that old and then that young? Right, yeah, Why yeah, not yeah. just make him two different actors? Just get no, I mean, that much the same. That's, that's one way of doing things, um, but sometimes they just, you know, go the Back to the Future route, just put old makeup on him, old person makeup on him. And, uh, and then we had him, you know, suddenly going back to the old look. I love, yeah. I love, love, love. Um, and by that I mean I hate, but I, I love to hate the trope in movies and TV shows where you have somebody that like rapidly ages for no apparent reason. Yeah. Like there's a movie called um, Forever Young where a guy got cryogenically frozen as part of an experiment and then forgotten about. So he wakes, he was supposed to sleep for a year and he wakes up like 30 years later or something like that. And so it's Rumpelstiltskin, basically. Uh, no, nah, I mean, well, yeah, yeah, a little fish out of water kind of thing. But eventually, um, he starts rapidly aging, so that at the end of the movie, he catches up with you know, like, so he should have been sixty something years old, but he he still looked like he was in his twenties. And so then at the end of the movie, he's all of a sudden he's an old sixty year old man. And I'm like, there's no reason why your body would do that. Like, there's yeah, no reason why your body would suddenly go, wait a minute, cryogenic freezing. Yeah. Yeah, like, it does your body wouldn't all of a sudden go, wait a minute, 30 years have passed. I need to do some catch-up, you know. Um, and then, yeah. you know, for him to have been rapidly de-aged because of this genetic manipulation, then all of a sudden, right at the moment of death, he goes back to being an old man. I know, right? After having been a scorpion thing. I know. <laughs> it's like, and why does he always transform out of the scorpion back into the guy? And, and for that matter, where does all of that come from? Because he's like a normal-sized dude, and then all of a sudden he's like what looks to be like a a, a, a eight hundred pound, like nine foot long scorpion thing. Just like where did all the extra mass come from? Yeah, where did all the extra mass come? And from? you see, he's wearing clothes, and then when he comes back out, he's not. Like, did he just like take him off or something, or did where is it? Was that? Oh, part I just of kind it? of I just kind of assumed that when he turned into the scorpion thing, that ripped all of his clothes off, yeah, kind of like, like Incredible Hulk, Hulk style, yeah. yeah. Except, Except Hulk that, keeps his pants. Yeah, he keeps his pants for whatever reason. Um, so at any rate, so anyways, I thought that the I thought that the makeup of making him look old was yeah. pretty convincing, right? It yeah. didn't look like comically bad old guy makeup. It looked yeah. like an old dude, and then all Which, of a sudden I don't he's know. Old guy. I kind of wish it did look like that, just so we can make <laughs> fun of it. Ah, you know, you can't have it all. Uh, CGI, we uh, we already mentioned the Lazarus machine uh, itself, and, and so it is both a prop, but then also when it goes into action, you could tell that that was, that was CGI. Nah, um, fairly poor CGI. Yeah. Pretty bad CGI. Yeah. And, um, oh gosh... Should we should we talk for a minute about the about the giant scorpion thing, the no. the Lazarus scorpion? Because no. holy cow, was that thing bad? I know. I mean, it was both hideous and terrifying. I, I think it would have been better if they hadn't like put the, the human beast. face on it. Like whenever they try and do these big CGI things, is when it really starts get to break down. A little too ambitious for yeah. their time. And why did they but have to again, put the face on there? Those tiny little spider robots were also not that great. Uh. What? Tiny Those are CGI. Uh, from the second episode. The, oh, uh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah going way back. Um, I, um, oh, yeah. Trip, I'm with you. I don't understand why, like, they, they had to put the human face, which, by the way, yeah. looked nothing like Lazarus. I know. It looked know. nothing, it looked vaguely human. Yeah. But I'm like, if it probably would have been more realistic and, and more horrifying 
if it wasn't a human face at all because they already put like the predator mouth on him where his mouth like oh, splits in half at the jaw so and opens sideways ridiculous. like if you're gonna go that way go full on monster don't try and give it a human face like why was that to cause like there was no point where what is what is that it's Harry Potter thing oh okay <laughs> why is there I was waiting oh, for there yeah. to be a moment where they talk to him as oh, yeah. in scorpion form or whatever it never happens yeah. nothing like that ever happens there was absolutely no reason like why yeah there was literally no reason except oh he was transformed yeah <laughs> I, I will say though I mean like overall as a nightmare inducing hideous monster I think they nailed it mm, because yeah. in two ways like again if they had put a monster face on it it still would have been scary because I mean like it was basically made out of rib cage did y'all notice that <laughs> yeah. like the, the thorax part of the scorpion body was basically yeah. like really horrible looking human ribs where you could see the bones and everything yeah. and then you put the uncanny valley human face on there <laughs> That and like, just looked horrible. Wow. It reminded me, and y'all won't know about this, but it reminded me of the face, the CGI face of the Lawnmower Man, which was a movie that predated this show by probably a decade. And the CGI was still at the same level, basically. I mean, it just looked really, really bad. Apparently their budget was just really low. Yeah, well, they're still recovering from when they spent all the budget on episode two of season know, one right? or whatever. So. Episode one and two. Yeah, yeah, whichever one it was. All right, so obviously, uh, two of the checklist, our baddie of the week, as we've talked about a ton already, was Richard countless Lazarus. Times. What's that? I said countless times. Yes, Richard Lazarus, uh, i.e. the the uh, uncanny valley scorpion man. Uh, our well count was two. We got uh, well. This place is full of laboratories. Every uh, my boy's favorite word. Britishism. Yeah. <laughs> That it's not even a Britishism. It's just a, a way of pronouncing the word, but yeah, it almost sounds like a different word. I'm going to say it now. Yeah. <laughs> you're just going to work it into a conversation? Yes. Next I time you're in science class, way. you say, uh, Professor, uh, could, could we go to the laboratory today? Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, um, excuse me, is this a laboratory or... What was the other one? Didn't we, ta- didn't we have a lavatory? Didn't Wasn't that on the episode this week? No, or was that, no, was that on so. Harry Potter? The word lavatory. We heard the word lavatory. Oh, yeah. Was that Harry Potter? Yeah, that was Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. What? Which is also British in case you... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what's-her-name said, uh, uh, oh, so-and-so, that's the, that's the girl's lavatory. And, um... Oh. Yeah. So, at any rate, he also had, uh, well, you never really were just a passenger, were you? So, right towards the end of the episode, uh... We, we get that Martha wasn't ever really just a passenger. Um, has this has this count been updated? I don't feel like it did. Uh, no. I don't no. feel like it did. Okay, so that means our running count... 25? A ridiculous 25 plus 1. 25 plus 1 from somebody else. Uh, so that who is, said it? I can't Rose? remember who the plus 1 was. No, it was Rose. It was Rose? Yeah, Rose? she said it like in the same way he did during the Impossible Planet. Yep, there we go. Uh, we didn't get I'm uh, any I'm sorry's, which is weird. I would have thought he would have said that to Lazarus at some point in the episode, but none yeah. of that. No Alonzi's, no what's, no runs? No. Wow, there was a lot of running. Yeah. There was a lot of running, but there wasn't any uh, shouted runs. Was no, there any torch run? 
Uh, no, 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 no. We're, 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 we're leaving that behind. That is, that is fading into the sunset, uh, much as Rose. We didn't get any mention of Rose this week directly, uh, but we did have uh, a good bit about Mr. Saxon. First of all, he invested heavily in the Lazarus experiment, and then we also have, uh, again, Martha giving, receiving some information about the doctor, the fact that he's dangerous, and she knows it's true. The information came from uh, Harold Saxon himself, she says. Which means it's obviously true. Uh, obviously, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, well, it is Harold Saxon, by the way. Uh, we did have a couple of impossible things that happened. It was impossible for Lazarus to change his DNA, so he did. And um, and then he's <laughs> and then he says, um, so they're talking about how he changes DNA, it's and, like, and that's impossible. Two impossible things. Right, and, that, and he says, yeah. don't you love it when that happens? Yeah. You know, two impossible things that we've seen tonight, don't you just love it when that happens? And I thought that was a cute little, uh, yeah, cute little mean, fourth wall might, break there. But... Uh, we had uh, three jibberty jabberties, um, just the doctor rattling off uh, nonsense gobbledygook. Uh, but it was all about the same thing. First, he talked about microsonic, uh, sonic microfield manipulator. Mm -hmm. Then he said, using hypersonic sound waves to create a state of resonance. That's inspired. Right? He's impressed mm -hmm. with Lazarus's genius. And then, as we said in the recap, a hypersonic sound waves to destabilize the cell structure, then a metagenic program to manipulate the coding in the protein strands, which means basically he hacked into his own genes. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love which that. Which is cool. I think I'm going to say that now anytime I have difficulty putting on a pair of pants. That's gonna be, okay. That's gonna I'm, going, some I'm going to need some hypersonic sound waves to destabilize the, the cell structure than a metagenic program to manipulate the coding in the protein strands. And then when Keely goes, what? I'll say, I have some difficulty getting into my genes. <laughs> the doctor I, point, all the I will fall on the floor <laughs> with laughter and she will stare at me and say, what are you talking about? <laughs> Alright, our uh, jiggery-pokery for the week when the doctor just pulls out random abilities and hacks things to, when the doctor MacGyvers it uh, he used the sonic I thought this was interesting he tossed Martha the sonic and he says use setting 54 which is There's definitely settings. the first time we've heard anything of this it's the first time so we've heard it settings. in Woohoo for sure <laughs> unlocker Fixer, ah, fifty-four. Uh, yeah, yeah, oh, yes, yeah. Setting fifty-four specifically for apparently for glass doors in a in a laboratory. Um, he Very used specific it, Sonic. Yeah, that's right. He used it like a metal detector, basically, to track down DNA fluctuations. That's a uh, setting one hundred thirty-two. Uh, exactly, and uh, then he used it to soup up an organ. <laughs> Because, you know, like which plug into organ makes it louder. That's, that's right. That's not how that I, works. I happen to love it when the Sonic does something Sonic. I love that. Yeah. When you have the Sonic screwdriver doing something with sound. Like with that time he plugged it into the DJ stand. That was the speakers awesome. That was great. Which is essentially what he did this time. He plugged it into an organ and made the organ super loud. Yeah. So um, that was that was fun time. I don't think that's okay, now, so he, t he hands it to Martha and tells her to use setting 54. Have we encountered him giving it to Rose? Did he ever give it to no. Rose and have her use yes. it? Yes. Empty child. Uh, and and did he? What did he tell her? Told her to go mend the fence where uh, that How? girl. Did he tell her what to do? No. Okay. Why? Didn't. Well, essentially, so essentially, the Sonic, like the TARDIS, like the paper, is a Sonic. Is a Sonic. Is a psychic device. So apparently you just think what you want it to do and then hit the button 
That's quite interesting. And that's what it does. So, and that, apparently that comes up later. I couldn't so remember if we. Magic. I could. Mm-hmm, it's a magic wand. It literally is. Uh, but it goes, and it has a green light and. Oh, it's I'm sorry. Blue. It has a blue light and a um, green, orange, uh, yellow, yeah, yellow, um, whatever. Uh, it, sunglasses. We haven't mentioned that on the show yet, have we? I don't know. Let's just let's just move on by like we did. Uh, so at any rate, he um, he hands it to Martha though and says, "Setting fifty-four. So Martha I want my to Sonic to be purple, just like Mace Windu. Like Mace Windu's lightsaber. Okay. Didn't Martha give him the Sonic at one point? Give it back to him. No, like wait, what? He. He lost it somehow, and then Martha came back and handed it to him. I think she did do that. I think so, yeah. I don't remember when. Oh, yeah, when he dropped it. No. Was that in a different one? Was it important? No, that was last episode. Never mind. Gotcha. Uh, then, random thing, he fiddled with a panel in the floor when they got stuck inside the Lazarus genetic manipulator thingamabob. He just um, fiddles around with a, a random wait, wait, panel wait, in the floor. Wait, let me see. Yeah, the... The sonic microfilm manipulator. Oh, of course. That's inspired. Uh, he fiddles around with a panel in the floor in order to, oh my gosh, holy Star Trek Batman, reverse the polarity. I thought that was amazing. You shouldn't uh, so, have taken that long. It must be off my game. Yeah, I thought that was great. It, it took me that long to, just to reverse the polarity. So there's like... It's like a Russian nesting doll of, of jokes there that just, mm-hmm. first of all, that, you know, he's like, oh, I'm getting rusty. It took me too long to do that. But he was reversing the polarity, which is, by the way, what they do to fix every problem in Star Trek. I know, Every right? problem in Star Trek, you do, you do one of a few things. We can't move. Reverse the polarity. Hey, we're moving. That's right. Um, uh, the, the, uh, the, there's a feedback loop. Reverse the polarity. What uh, does that mean? Uh, the, the, the stabilizers are failing. What do you do? You compensate. <laughs> that, that is a standard order from every Star Trek captain, particularly particularly on Voyager. You compensate. And then the third one is uh, uh, boost the power. <laughs> boost the power, or if you can't, if you got no power left to boost, you reroute the power. Steal it from wherever you can. Yeah, you no, you yeah, you reroute the power. So if you can reroute the power to boost the power to reverse the polarity to compensate for the inertial dampeners going offline, you can travel through dimensions. I don't know. Um, <laughs> you can do anything. We by could do this things. impossible thing that we yeah. said we couldn't. So I love that. I love that we got to reverse the polarity, which, by the way, meant that all of a sudden. Now, instead of changing the genetic structure of whatever's inside the machine, it points it outward, I guess, is basically what happened. What did it even do? I mean, it uh, just, like, shot him with sound or whatever? <laughs> whatever it did to get him that way in the first place, it, it did it backwards so and inside out. Upside down with its eyes closed and one hand tied behind its back. Why didn't he turn him into an old man again? <laughs> That's true. Old man. Because it turned him back into a young man. And he I didn't could even think about still that. transform into the thing anyway. Yeah, they all thought he was dead. That was the first time that he killed him. So, at any rate, um, we Back saw... from the dead, that figures. Uh, oh, of course, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, there's there's too much time left in this episode. He can't actually be dead. And his name is Lazarus. And his name is Lazarus. So That's highly convenient. Yeah, what are the odds of a doctor named Otto Octavius ending up with eight limbs, right? <laughs> Kind of one of those moments. <laughs> uh, who is Martha? We're, we're continuing to explore her character a little bit. Um, there's the, the bit where 
Lazarus kisses her hand, and then they're going to go snoop around the laboratory and figure out what's going on with Lazarus. And he sa- she says, lucky I just collected a, a DNA sample from him. And the doctor says, oh, Martha Jones, you're a star. Right? She's just continuing to, to go up in his eyes. Uh, the doctor offers to take her on one more trip, but she says no because she doesn't want to just be a tag-along passenger anymore, mm. right? She doesn't want to hear at the end of every episode, as we have so far, just one more this trip. is it. Yeah, yeah, now it's off to home. Um, you know, and then eventually, he literally took her home. And you know what's funny is... I, Spoilers. I, no, I'm saying, this episode, oh. he took her home, and... Spoilers. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? I'm just trying to find the chance to say spoilers. The beginning of this episode. <laughs> So, uh, <laughs> but at any rate, the, it, it, you're spoiling what we already talked about in this episode. How dare you? <laughs> I don't remember this being an ongoing thing. The the first time watching through this, I don't remember this being where it was like he was constantly trying to to drop her off, and at the same time, it's like he's fighting with himself. Yeah. You know, like at no point does she like argue with him really. Yeah. Uh, it's until like, oh, I, I suppose you could stay a bit longer if you insist. I didn't say anything. Well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you're gonna push, you know, if you're gonna push me on it, well, I didn't actually say anything. Okay, fine. You can go in one more. Uh, but that's it. One more forward. One more back. One more sideways. That's it. All right. Sideways. I don't know. What is this the Wonka Vader? It's from Lost. Anywho. Uh, where they they're gonna travel into a into a parallel dimension or something? I'm sure they uh, find a way to do that. It's impossible, which means that's what we're gonna do next week. I don't know. Let's go visit Rose. All right, who is the doctor? We had. Um, I am. You're the doctor. Uh, okay. <laughs> Are you the doctor? We have no. the um, the bit where anytime he wears a tuxedo, something bad happens, and Martha says, "That's not the suit. That's just you." I was curious, uh, Corbin, I guess you didn't see anything anywhere in the notes about tuxedos being a thing? No, I checked the continuity and stuff. Okay. I was wondering if that was something where, like, you know, one time he wore a tux and, you know, a planet exploded or something. Mm-hmm. Likely he's never worn a tuxedo before this moment. He's just saying that. Yeah, well, he, apparently, apparently he has he a, like at, at some He likes point. long, swishy coats. Uh, that's right. I like that coat. Um, we find out the doctor is a geek. Martha's sister said uh, she should have known he was a science geek. That's not a geek. That's a nerd. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was Martha's basic explanation? It's someone that's obsessed with knowing things, basically. Isn't that what she said? I don't know. And uh, the doctor's like, oh, great. <laughs> He's like, oh, well, then I'm totally a geek then. Awesome. And uh, then we had we had a bit of a rant of the week. Um, he said that he's old enough to know that a longer life isn't always a better one. In the end, you just get tired. Tired of the struggle, tired of losing everyone that matters to you, tired of watching everything turn to dust. If you live long enough, Lazarus, the only certainty left is that you'll end up alone. Oh, that's Okay. Yeah, right? Everybody ready for uh, cookies and milk after that one? Jeez. So, um, just a little bit of a glance back into the doctor there, right? We're just constantly... I mean, just he like to- is basically immortal, so... Yeah, and, and, and we like to drop into the, the viewer's uh, lap every now and then that, hey, by the way, this is a very sad old man. Yeah. You know, like you he's know, lived so long. The Doctor is incredibly lucky because we've mentioned before on the show, it is possible to for a Time Lord to die without regenerating. And currently, he's regenerated 13 times instead of the normal 12 that Time Lords are supposed she. to. Yeah, well. Yeah. 
well now it's a she. That's right. So I mean, some Time Lords don't even make it to twelve, and he's currently on thirteen. Yeah, so. so quit your whining. So is that what you're saying? Kind of really lucky. Um, at one point, uh, someone says that he cuts things a bit fine. Uh, he, he cut things a bit fine, didn't he? In other words, he kind of like got it down to the last second before saving the day. And Martha says he always does. It's more fun that way. Um, I think that was switched. Martha said uh, he cuts things a bit fine, doesn't he? And then he said it's more fun that way. No, no, no. It was Martha's sister. Oh. Said he cuts things a bit fine, didn't he? And, and Martha says he always does. It's more fun that way. Oh. And then... Uh, the the sister says, "Who is he?" And she simply says, "He's the doctor." I think it mentioned somewhere yeah. in there when they were introducing him to Martha's brother. He said, "Doctor, what?" Oh, did he? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't catch that. I know there. Me neither. Did, did he? I know there was a Doctor Who in this episode, wasn't there? Didn't that get said? I don't know. I thought I thought it did. I think it. It, yeah, maybe it wasn't her brother. Maybe it was her mom or something. Her mom like said, "Doctor, Doctor what?" Not Doctor Who. I missed that altogether. Uh, we also find out that the Doctor, doctor Witch. Uh, <laughs> no, Doctor actually. When, Doctor Where. Actually, Doctor When would make that would sense. actually make a little more sense. Uh, that would be his name if he was in the Marvel universe or something. Yeah, doctor right. Wed. Uh, we find out that well, they already have Doctor Strange, so. Doctor yeah. Wayne. Exactly. Yeah. Be like oh. in the same same yeah. group of, of his brother. Or no, better yet, they'd be against each other. Yes, oh, yeah, that would be Doctor Strange's evil arch nemesis, Doctor Wynn. Uh, we find out that the Doctor picked yeah, up his organ really skills really from uh, hanging around Beethoven. <laughs> Apparently, if you hang around I'm, Beethoven enough, I you've got to pick up some part, organ skills. And I was wondering why is he suddenly an expert <laughs> on the organ? Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> Well, that was the thing. Was um, Martha said something about it? I didn't know you played the organ or something like that. And he says that um, he says, "Well, I ha- you hang out with Beethoven long enough, you get you you know you pick up some skills or something to that effect." So um, that was um, all that we learned about the Doctor this week. Any um, overall impressions, um, Corbin? What are you thinking? Um, Scale of one to ten. What are you thinking? Uh this was an okay episode, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some that just really are like, that's a good episode, I like that. Yeah. Uh, but I'd say this one's probably around 7 out of 10 ridiculously freaky scorpion things. <laughs> 7 out of 10, okay, alright. It would have been more freaky if it was better CGI. Yes, yeah. yeah. I think this is one of the better ones because it had, like, a real storyline, you know? Okay. Like, he was talking about his childhood when he, like, he was here when he was a kid or whatever. And the... Oh, you mean Lazarus? Yeah, Lazarus. Lazarus. Yeah, we got a surprising amount of development, character yeah, development from Lazarus. Yeah, He's doing the blitz and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was, this was a pretty good episode because of those parts. But then there was some... Where it was like, yeah, yeah, science and stuff. <laughs> That's the part okay. that I happens like. in every episode. Yeah, I know the tenth Doctor has been doing that a lot lately. Where it's like sciencey gobbledygook. Sciencey, sciencey, sciencey. I wish I knew He's all that stuff. He's just words. He's on been the teching floor. the tech a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. what's your overall trip? So I think. Mm, I mean, I don't want to say eight, but I don't want to say nine. 
Mm. Okay. Because, like, 8 is, like, a normal, but, like, 9, I feel like, is kind of high. I think I'm just going to say 9. You're going to go 9. Okay. 9 right. out of 10. I don't. Maybe we weren't watching the same episode. I didn't like this one as much. Why? I, I don't know. I I don't know. I just it didn't it didn't grab me. Maybe it it really could just be that that giant scorpion thing just pulls me out of it so hard <laughs> um, because I'm like I don't know. It's it's so it's so bad. It was distracting. Um, and then like I said, there's there's all the and it's not just this episode. Everybody does this where it's like I can transform into a monster, which means I can like triple my mass. I don't know what. But then I can no. go right back to the other size. No. Um, without any sort of like damage being done to my body. I mean, like you can hear him. You can hear like bones cracking when he's going. I know. When he's about to change. No. And, he, and then it makes sense when basically his insides become his outsides and he's this horrible skeletal scorpion thing. But then it just kind of like all goes back to normal and he's yeah, cool again. What? Like uh, no blood on him. No nothing. Yeah. Like, in science class right now, I'm learning about atoms. There's this thing. It's called the law of conservation of mass. You can't create or destroy atoms. Exactly. So, exactly. That's my point. Where does all that stuff come from? That's my point. That's my point. So, um, little things like that and then the horrible CGI. Um, and I don't know. I, I don't know what it is about this this episode. Um it just doesn't grab me. So I'm going to I'm going to go I'm going to go I'm going to go maybe 6 on this one. So uh 6 Wow. That's uh, low. 6 um Sonic's set to setting 54. Uh, out of 10. Sure. Yeah. And um, creep level trip out of uh out of our, What was what was this? Platform 1, right? There was a satellite platform space station thing revive had 500 levels. Level yeah. 500 was So this goes back Quite a yeah, actually. level five hundred was was supposedly where the walls were made of gold and everything was heaven, and then it turned out to almost just really be hell. I mean, it was just yeah, like was everything of your nightmares was well, there. Well, it was like the extremely cold version of hell. Yeah, apparently. exactly. Uh, but but lots of jump scares and and horrible freaky stuff, and so we we decided to adopt that as our creep level rating. So out and of it's gonna stay like that until something better crops. <laughs> that's right. Out of five hundred uh, creep levels trip, what are you gonna give it? Hmm. I thought this was one that was, like, more scary, but, like, it was scary to the point where it was stupid. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, creepy crawling. <laughs> that actually makes sense. Yeah, I'm going to crack my neck and make a sloshy noise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the sloshy noise was, was, was pretty like, gross, too. Uh, yeah. Do we have to hear this? I think... This was one of the more, like, scary ones. Okay. But I don't want to put it too high because it wasn't, like, scary. Mm-hmm. You make a lot of sense right now. So what are you going to give it, man? I put think a number on it. 223. 223. I, um, like I said, I always try and rate this as though I'm watching it <coughs> through the eyes of my seven-year-old son. And I would say this is easily 425 just because of that <laughs> scorpion thing. He would yeah. he would have nightmares about this for weeks. Um, weeks by the way, the other thing weeks. is, guys, I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever really verbalized this. Um, when I give this creep rating, I'm trying to think of it in terms of other dads and moms watching this with their kids. And yeah. if and if for some reason they're deciding to listen to this episode before they watch it with their kids or something, uh, you know, like let's give them a warning ahead of time. Yeah. Uh, this one has got a creep fairly high. Intensified. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this has got a high creep level. This has got a really horrible monster in it. So I'm going to give it 425 out of 500. Corbin. Uh, 
I mean, it's creepy for all the reasons we've already mentioned. And I'm probably going to say solid 250, maybe. Okay. Mm, Somewhere yeah. around there. All right, so the teenager is numb. That's what, what we're saying. What did Trip say? I don't know. Trip like was 223. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. so Trip was actually All right, so y'all are, y'all are just old and jaded and, and numb to it all. You're older than both of us. I will tell you, so 425, I think, is the highest uh, creep level that I've given it so far. Uh, Even on the unquiet dead. Um, yeah, not unquite did the empty child. The empty one. child. The um, empty child. What did that? The empty rate? child. I gave it a pretty high rating because that one creeped me out. Um, I did like three hundred fifty or something. I will tell you this. I will tell you this. I, I told the boys. Uh, well, I, I'm sorry. I told Corbin the other day. Trip. I didn't mention this to you, but I've actually started watching um, ahead a little bit. Um, partly because I just couldn't wait. <laughs> There's some stuff coming down the road that I'm like, oh, it's so good. I want to get to this storyline. So I've so been watching ahead. Watch it now. And I finally, I finally hit um, a set of episodes. And I'm going to tell you what. I, okay, I'm, I'm a grown man, all right? Yeah. But I literally cut one off the other night. Because I was like, I'm going to watch this tomorrow when it's daylight. <laughs> it's like, what was it? I don't really want to. Um, yeah, yeah, it was the silence. Mm-hmm. It was... Uh, it's more than I remembered. <laughs> you when did you have a feeling that we're just gonna like pee our pants? You know what's funny? You know what's funny is I've been talking about it for so long. We're gonna get there and y'all are gonna be like, "This is what bothered you, Dad." Kind of like the Slovene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? We're like, why are you worried about a rubber mask that looks kind of like an alien baby face? What's the deal, Dad? And I'm like, no, it's it. a creepy baby you face. So out by that. I literally stopped watching it. That was that's what episode like four. I mean, it's like very early on in the series. I literally stopped watching this show in the middle of that episode and did not pick it back up for like six months before I was like, ah, all right, I can I can finish watching this episode. It disturbed me. I don't know why. I think but, the, what was well, it, the second one with the whole zipper heads. The second uh, that one that wasn't what bothered me. The second one, I had to close my eyes like halfway through. Yeah, there was a few moments, and uh, and 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 then uh, and you know when you have that, and then you have the the the, um, the oh. Christmas one with with the with the ghosts or the zombies or, or yeah, that I mean there's some girl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, oh my gosh, man, this is supposed to be a show for kids. Screaming during the opera or whatever. Yeah, the the possessed woman in the audience or whatever. Yeah. So I love how she's just sitting there staring at the person, and she's like the only person you can see in that. (laughs) Exactly. So at any rate, uh, so I give this one a pretty high level, uh, knowing that we're we're gonna we're gonna reach higher heights later on. But yeah, we're gonna get up to like four (laughs) thousand. <laughs> trying to think of it in terms that uh, a two-year-old might relate Gets to. Gets to so. the silence you put up to a, a four-year-old million. would probably be like zero just because they don't even know what fear is yet. Oh, cool. Uh, I don't know. There was yeah. some stuff y'all didn't watch. What? Well, I still go back to the I still go back to the night that uh, you freaked out. I think you were you were probably like eighteen months. Two years. Did I mean, you, you were little. You were little, little, little. A bus little. or whatever. A bus flipping over. Like, what happened to the people? A bus? Him. I don't remember a bus. A we bus watched, flipped over. We watched like, the Santa Claus the three. All right. What? And when and when Jack Frost got all mean and his face turned purple because he blew the cold air and froze the parents right in front of the little girl and Corbin lost his ever loving mind. <laughs> we had to stop the movie and I was like. 
oh my gosh, this is going to be a long life if we can't get through a Christmas movie because it was too scary. <laughs> so, that has not been a problem since. I was thinking more of kids under the age of one. But they there was some... Well, they're probably not watching this anyways. But anyway. But there was something where you told us about me or Corbin freaked out because a bus flipped over and we were worried about what happened to the people inside. I don't know if you did tell us about In a movie this. or a show? This is not ringing any bells for me, so we'll have to we'll have to talk about that one offline. So last week we um, threw out a, a a little bit of controversy about the Daleks. We talked about how basically they are the worst, and I uh, took that grenade, pulled the pen, and threw it into a group of guys uh, that I hang out with on Facebook, and uh, just said, "Hey, what do you what do you guys think?" And so uh, totally without their permission, so I'm not going to name any names here, <laughs> um, but I wanted to uh, tap into some of their feedback. Um, so if any of you guys are listening, feel free to chime in. And, uh, and, and let us know uh, that hey that was what I said that was my point uh, so uh, one guy first of all I, I put on there uh, Daleks are the worst Doctor Who villain changed my mind and then I said we, we stirred a bit of controversy this week check out the episode let us know what you think one guy his first question was worst meaning like most dangerous like his worst villain or worst as in stupidest and I said yeah, yeah no stupidest because <laughs> they're as in what we were talking about all last episode yeah i said yeah. uh not not a fan um yeah. he said yeah there's there's uh enemies that are a lot worse hmm. uh, he said he, now you guys haven't seen them yet so so this this is as the conversation went on i realized this guy uh you know what let me just let me just let me just read some of the back and forth so he says uh the potato head things aka the Santarans. The seaweed cow thing from the sea devils and the quarks. And I was like, I have no idea what most of that means. <laughs> I did tell him that the Santarans are amazing. We haven't we haven't seen them yet. Um, you guys haven't seen them yet. Uh, but I told him that, um, I said, if Strax isn't one of your favorite companions, I'm afraid we can't be friends. Strax <laughs> is, a, is a Santaran that comes up later on. And, and there's this little white guys. No. 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 Yeah. Um, said potato head. Potato head is in there. They they kind of got these rounded heads, mm. like virtually no neck, <laughs> and uh, they Strax is amazing. He's he's one of my favorite um, little random characters um, that that thankfully we got to hang out with for a little while. He said, "I've never seen New Who, aside Whoa. from the Empty Child or whatever it was called, um, <laughs> the Chris Eccleston story. So I probably have no no idea who who Strax is." And um, and I told him Empty Child and the Doctor Dances, which was a two-parter, so he didn't even mention whether or not he saw both parts. He just said the Empty Child. I said that was one of our favorite episodes of the season. Yeah. Um, and and you know what what was the deal with that? Um, and basically he just said, um, you know, he basically it's there's too much good television to watch, and so he just <laughs> hasn't caught up with New Who, but he apparently is well-versed in classic Who, um, so I told him, hey, why don't you check out the podcast, because this is what we're doing, is we're going one by one um, through it, and that kind of thing, so um, uh, if, if you're listening, you know who you are, like I said, I no permission whatsoever here, so I didn't get, uh, I'm not going to name any names, but if that's you, hope you're listening. Um, somebody shared with us this uh, great image here, it's a Dalek <laughs> in a bathtub that says, Exfoliate. I thought that was great. <laughs> I didn't see that exfoliate thing. Uh, yeah. That's really awesome. Um, and I think the same. Per- yeah, the, the the guy who posted that said, "My favorite thing about the Daleks is how they sound ex- uh, supremely annoyed all of the time, just yeah. maximum irritation."
irritation, which I thought maximum irritation sounds exactly like the way the Daleks would say. That they're <laughs> irrita- right. Maximum irritation! You know, so... Um, they said apparently they don't have feelings or whatever. Uh, yeah. So one guy said, worst is why they're the best. So yeah. I don't know if that's his take on why they're so popular in culture that like mm. maybe it's like we love to hate them. I don't know. <laughs> um, another, Some characters are just made to hate. Okay. All right. So one guy said, yeah, no. Can't disagree with, with your point there about the Daleks being terrible. <laughs> he says they're wimps. Ooh, harsh <laughs> words. Okay. Then he says, he says, blank and blank are far more formidable foes. Y'all want to take a guess? Blank uh. And blank. They're not. They're not Cyber? connected. They're not related. Uh, no, Cyberman would have would have been maybe on the list. Jadoon. The Jadoon. No, the Weeping Angels. Oh. Oh. And the Silence. The Silence are far more formidable foes. Uh, so he and I was like, yes, we are friends. Yes, absolutely. Um, Come to my house now. Somebody Come said no other now. villain has been portrayed by cardboard cutouts. Therefore, Daleks reign supreme. <laughs> and I told him, I can't imagine that that's true. I can't imagine that they're the only Doctor Who villain. I, you know there's Cybermen cardboard cutouts uh, standing in some you know, uh, video store somewhere. Video store? Is that a thing? Uh, he also, uh, another guy said, how many, how many other Doctor Who villains have been in Lego movies? I said, this, you know, this is true. Uh, good, good point. Um, somebody somebody pointed out an entire uh, music video dedicated to the Daleks by a music group called the Time Lords. <laughs> a song, by the way, he, he, he linked to the YouTube video. I couldn't watch more than about 15 seconds of it, and I had to turn it off. It was horrid. Um, so <laughs> Somebody said, what about the Ood? Mm-hmm. And I was like, but they're not, but they're yeah. not villains. They're like... The opposite of villains. <laughs> like, I know. Okay, granted, they were possessed. There's a few times where, like, maybe they killed somebody. Well, well. Well, there was <laughs> yeah, weirdness, tentacle things. Yeah, it's and creepy. I, I mentioned that they, uh, and actually, somebody beat me to the punch. One of the other guys that was already in the conversation said they're not villains, and I was like, yeah, I was like, they, they you know, they kind of were because of the mind control, but the rest of the time, they're definitely not villains. Plus. I happen to think they're awesome. So, um, let's see they're what else do we kind have. Kind of one of my favorites. Okay, this this is my favorite comment. What about that skin thing that was the oldest human? She was worse than the Daleks, surely. <laughs> <laughs> so, I t- and then somebody and then somebody posted. Then somebody posted a, a great gif of just Cassandra saying "moisturize me" and being sprayed down. <laughs> helpers. I told her. I said. Uh, I said. I disagree. First of all, um, she's not. She had dynamic. Well, here's the thing. Cassandra is not hyped to be an existential threat to the entire universe that turns out yeah. to be as lethal as a stormtrooper, the way the Daleks yeah. are. Um, that's said, what the stormtroopers are. Uh, yeah, and I said. Plus, when she came back in New Earth, they really fleshed her out. Pardon the pun. Yeah. So, you know, I thought, you know, she's got a lot of depth, but they don't hype her to be like the ultimate supervillain of all the universe, yeah. you know, that, that is responsible for the death of the Time Lords. Uh, and then, she's and then, a person that wants to keep living and be pure human. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. And she had some depth to her, like we said. So, um, so we did get some, some good feedback there. Um, uh, if any of you guys are listening, we'd love to, to continue to hear more from you. Um, and like we've always said, guys, you can, 
you can check us out at facebook.com slash noobsinthehoovian, uh, noobsinthehoovian.com, and you can also uh, send us a message on our Facebook page or at noobsinthehoovian at gmail.com. Uh, wherever you found us, guys, we're everywhere. We're on iTunes, yeah. we're on uh, Stitcher, we're on uh, Google Play, or whatever they call it now, Google Google Podcasts. I think they're, they're, uh, they've rebranded again because Google can't ever stick with the name. <laughs> they even changed their own name, by the way. Did you know that? Their parent company is no longer called Google. It's called Alphabet. And Google is uh, under the umbrella of Alphabet. Anyways, so they can't ever stick with anything. But uh, we're sticking with noobs and the Whovian, even when we are no longer two noobs and and a Whovian, and we're just all on equal footing. We're still going to stick with the name because because we we bought the domain. Stay one. (laughs) If I have anything to say about it. Uh, So at any rate, guys, message us there wherever you found us. Uh, Make sure you subscribe, like our episode, um, share us with a friend, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing. And that not only lets us know directly how we're doing, it lets Apple and Google and all of the other algorithms know that we're doing a good job because people care enough to interact. And then also um, it lets uh, other people know because they can see the rating and they can say, oh, yeah, these guys you know, got some, got some uh, interactive listeners. Uh, we'd love to hear from you and your, your hot take on the Daleks or on Lazarus. Um, did you think that the uh, Scorpion thing was better than I thought it was? Or did you think it was even worse than I thought it was? Uh, what <laughs> was is a possibility, honestly. That's right. Um, let us know uh, your thoughts about the next episode, and we can uh, we can include those in there if you get those into us in time, um, or if not, we can even include them. You know, kind of a here's some listener feedback about an episode we've already covered. Just uh, let us know about that. And guys, as always, Noobs in the Whovian is a production of Master Closet Studios. Your senior producer is Austin Reason. Our audio engineer is Trip Reason. Corbin Reason is our production editor. Special thanks to Tardis.wikia.com for the trivia and to Star and the rest of the. Staff staff at the Timberglen Library here in Dallas for the DVDs. Uh, guys, that's about all we've got for this time. Uh, until we see you and hear from you again, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And we're the Noobs. And we will see you next time. Bye. It was a rainy night. And the crime was... Moist. Because of the rain. That doesn't even make sense. Man, I hate it when the crime is moist. That's fall enough, Danger Oh, hey guys.